0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.
1: The Celtic Exchange,
2: a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club.
0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Celtic Exchange, this is Tino and today I'm joined by Muff and Chris. So the big news coming out of Celtic Park is no news as the silence continues almost nine full weeks since Neil Lennon left the club. With only three league games remaining, the time is ticking on both this season as well as our preparations for next, with fans clinging on to the hope that Dominic McKay can get his reign off to a flyer with some big announcements in the coming weeks. So, Mystic Miff, over to you first. Can you see any announcements on the horizon in that crystal ball of yours? The quick answer to that, Tino, is no. Hello, Tino. Hello, Chris.
2: Hello, listeners. I think if you take it back and look at the, or listen to the, the podcast, even going back to about December time, I've I've been seeing fairly consistently since then that something's got to change, something's got to happen. And other than than Lennon walking, there there hasn't really been too much changing. There's clearly decisions being made about players in the background as seen by the fact that Patrick Clamalla has left the club. It's very odd that those types of things are happening yet we're not being told by the club anything at all to do with the process for manager, director of football. If that is going to be the case, if there is going to be a restructure or, or what the planned structure of the playing operations is going to be, so... Very, I think it's very odd that you're coming up to a time when, and I hate to use it, it's almost became cliched about the whole thing to do with season tickets being currency for the fans over the club. But you're coming to a stage now where the renewals are going to come out very, very soon. I mean, when you get to me, that that's generally accepted time for them to come out. And it's just radio silence. Now, I don't necessarily expect the fact, because Dominic Mackay's in there, that that should immediately have an announcement if there's nothing necessarily to tell. But overall, if you look at the overall picture since... Lennon's departed, other than a couple of token gestures, there's not been too much to go on. Now, when you're trying to run a Celtic podcast, in a time when the team's been absolutely gash, it's pretty difficult. So, it's, you know, the danger of repeating yourself. I can't see why there'll be an announcement this week, because we've still got the final game against Rangers to come up. Judging by that theory, it seems to me, rightly or wrongly, the board have decided that any incoming manager is not to be associated with this season, because it's been such a disaster. Maybe
0: that's the request of the incoming manager Possibly But doesn't do us any favors? No it does it. not They're not thinking of the podcasters it's, it's just downright selfish uh, Chris what about yourself Where are you at just now? I think
1: it's going to be I've, got, I've said this to a few people before I've got my firm belief When it comes to the managerial situation Will be tying in with the season tickets Um That's my firm belief Good news story to go with this, um, this Obviously season tickets coming out So I'm with the firm belief For the next couple of weeks We will get news So I'm hanging my hat on that, I've said that before, I'm hanging my hat on it, but I think I think it makes sense as well, this disaster this season, that probably if there has been any communication that somebody has, whoever this person may be, has said, no, nope, no for me, I'll wait till the 1st of June, which I completely agree with, that's something I've said before in the podcast as well, I, that, I think that's the right way means to, go, to do this, because I, we just need fresh start, start again, let's go on with things basically, so that's where my, my head's at at the moment. Just on that point though, Chris, you mentioned there, within the next couple of weeks, that's
2: all there is kind of really left anyway. They've they've taken it to the absolute maximum. I think what my frustration is that there's just been nothing. And the fact that the only kind of viable lead, if you want to call it that, that we've had has been a story leaked by the Sun in relation to this. I think it's just really unsatisfactory for me.
0: Yeah, I think in a day and age when, you know, the club have got all the communication channels available to them, whether it be, you know, your social media or your YouTube or your own Celtic TV channel, there's all the options there to put out whatever message you want, dress up however you want, stage manage it, do what you like, beget something out there and I just think that the fact that we've had a, this interview inverted commas with Dermot Desmond you know the kind of written interview X weeks ago that's about it and the, as I said there I think nine weeks on Wednesday since Neil Lennon left the building that's just not good enough in terms of the comms is it? Let's not forget the, the apology for big Pedro and the, the infamous Gantt shot. That's I still, I still look back and that with a lot of fondness That's true but that was when Neil Lennon was still in, in position so you know in those nine weeks one Fake interview, if you want to call it that. you suggesting that was made up to him? That's exactly what I'm saying. So, moving on, lads, the big question is uh, how far away are we really from mounting a credible challenge to the boys in blue next season? St John's still doing well, eh?
1: Brilliant. Superb. Again, something we need to aspire to maybe next season. They've well, obviously taken early for previously. so Well, I think the Cup
2: result and St Johnson's display just shows that it's a nonsense to suggest we've fallen markedly behind the points, Tally would suggest. So, yes, but I, what I mean is, the club remain in really, really good shape off the pitch. So any move that they make, if, if, if they make the right decisions, and again, another point that I've repeated, if you make the right appointments and back them appropriately, it's, it's all to play for again next season. I don't I don't buy into these mad theories that we're, were years behind or anything like that. Rangers have taken time to build something and it's came good for them this season. But what you've also seen, especially more so in the past probably few weeks than at any other time in the season is a genuine fragility about them still as well. You know, mentality-wise, when it comes to th- those games that are on a knife edge and they need to see over, the have failed to do so a few times in the past few weeks. So, um, you know, going back to Slavia, I know that that became clouded slightly by the, the, the incident at the end of the game involving Glenn Kamara, but you look at Slavia, just in terms of in isolation as is a cup tie, the St. Johnson game, the St. Man game, and, and then even the St. Johnson league game where we seem to temporarily bring in VAR for um, a penalty decision. So it's... To me, there's obvious evidence there that had we put more pressure on Rangers, then the title would have been closer. But that just sounds like absolute sour grapes. I, I get that. You know, we're, we're so far behind this season. We've shot ourselves in the foot. The Dubai debacle is is the thing that's really, really cost us. Because if we'd come back after the short and winter break and won three games in a row, it, it would have it would have put everything back on on the table to play for. But we didn't. We're out. We're beat. But next season, I'm, I'm
0: not subscribing to this theory that we're, we're absolutely miles behind, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you, you know if you listen back to any number of previous episodes of the show, we absolutely put our hands up to the fact that we've been awful of this season. Own worst enemy, you know, made our own mistakes and that's nothing to do with anybody else. However, we can also be awful whilst accepting that Rangers are not Barcelona or, insert, super team here. They are, on paper, you know, across the league campaign, what's going to be 38 games, absolutely deserving of their title. Best team in the country. But they're not world beaters, are they? No,
1: no, I think, again, credit where credit's due, right? They've been resilient, right? I will, we're going to put my hands up, but there is cracks in armour there for me. Um, and that's without, again, I'm, I mean, I'm saying that and I'm going to be saying that through gritty teeth in terms of saying they've been resilient this year, but they credit where credit's due. They've, they've been on the run, they've been great, but put under pressure in certain instances, you can see that. You've seen it last night, you've seen it in the Mirren game, and you rightly said the Slavic game game's exactly the same. So I feel as if we, we well, again, it's a wonderful thing, but if we even are about our business differently, then definitely I think again, it could have been a different result this season. Um, I really, really do. But in terms of going forward and next year, I feel as if again we get the, right, get the right structure in place. Then I don't think we're a million miles away, like some people are saying two and three years. And saying that as well, Rangers, as you said my fear as well, the three years to build, one trophy in three one, years. One trophy out of nine. No, that's that's no good. Again, if that was the shoe it was another foot and again, I know that again it's the different the differences in terms of the league. Going for, going for the 10, the name stopping the 10, etc. Et is obviously a bit different. But if you're asking me to return a one
0: trophy out of nine, it's simply unacceptable for me as a Celtic fan anyway. But There's definitely, Matthew um, mentioned it, there's, there's no doubt there's a serious mental fragility at Celtic. But the same's got to apply somewhere for Rangers in terms of when they went to play St. Man in the League Cup, we were already out. And the same uh, against St. Johnson yesterday, Celtic were already obviously out the Scottish. And you know that you've got as clear a run, you know, to the final and, and whatever else, you know, as you can possibly get. Yet they've failed to to deal with those challenges. Now Rangers are a better team than St Johnson and they're a better team than St Mirren, you know, just to be frank and obvious about it. So what, you know, there's something there that uh, there's a block for them that they can't go over the line. I think the, the interesting thing will be next season
2: because Rangers have effectively this season climbed the mountain. The mountain being stopping Celtic winning ten in a row. So it will be interesting to see mentality wise how they reinforce the squad, who stays, who goes, and then mentally, how they go about their their title defence next season. For me, I think that creates an opportunity for Celtic. Blank canvas, make the right appointments, freshen up the squad. Then that's our chance to go rebuild come back and show a bit of willingness to fight. Um, I think you do have to give credit to Rangers for what they've achieved this season because even though we can argue we've not really put enough pressure on them or been closer to them for long enough, they were relentless up to fairly recently, so you do have to give them that credit. The one concerning thing for me is, and has been for the past few weeks, is we we have known the situation that we've been in. Lennon was away and was probably always going to go at the end of this season, I dare say. Um, even if he had delivered the 10, I still think it would have it would have been time for him to part with us. But we have known for a while now, Lennon's been away and that we've needed a new manager and there's just been absolutely nothing. But even if you are going to restructure, even if you do want to keep the manager away, Guilty Association, whatever that might be, surely there would be some sort of beginning of the rebuilding, the restructure in terms of, you know, director of football,
0: scouting network, whatever it might be, youth set up. But there just has been absolutely nothing. Unless there is a you know a wealth of work going on behind the scenes that, that we don't know about, but if that's the case, can you know can Celtic come out and tell us something without telling us everything? Can they come out and say work is ongoing? You know, there's a you know a whole host of things happening behind the scenes while announcing due course. Any sort of I've said this before, but just some sort of holding statement to to, to to appease the fans as much as anything. That's what I mean it's been so quiet though that normally you would get a snippet
2: or normal you would get an update saying the update is there's no update, but there's been none of that it's, it's been so quiet and I mean even Mackay coming in and it's like Mackay's first day in the job then that's it <laughs> literally that's it not even another word said you know I, I still think there's been a few happy birthday tweets managed to make, make it out but that's been a bit of I'm so, with the
1: firm believe well, there is there must be the going on again, again I don't know if it's maybe just the, naive actually but there's got to be but as I said even if it is a holding statement they say this is what's happening, we've got a director of football coming in, a chief scout coming in, something, something, just give us a wee bit of something they can actually cling on to, but I just, there is no way that we can get in with this at the day, the 26th of April, and there is nothing, there's no plan of preparation going forward, especially after what's happened this year, there's no, there's got to be a amount of work that's going on in Parkhead now, and it's just, it's just so disappointing. It is radio silence at the moment Because we really need something to cling on to now we can, Even though it was nice last night Listening to um, Sander Clark do the business But um...
0: <laughs> It's tragic though that you know One and of our biggest cheers is has come to hey, Something doesn't involve I'm saying biggest cheers It was enjoyable to watch last night But yeah you know as you say Chris it, Not only you know as I say Near Lennon's nine weeks out of the building But actually we've all known this has been broken Since October, November, December And you can't tell me that Dermot Desmond And Peter Lowell at the time Haven't went Cracks are shown here We've got a, a decision to make and the fact that we're now four, five months away from that and, and nothing's happening. It's, and this is, this is us entering back into uh, old ground. If you actually want a real insight into this kind of chat, just listen to last week's episode and the week before and the week before and the week before that because we're all just going round in circles about that and, you know, the longer silence continues, as I said before, we just fill in those blanks. And just before we move on for that point, do you two firmly believe it's going to be anyhow? Do you know, you you think... Absolutely for me, I, I, I do, Absolutely. I believe that's going to be the case 50-50 for me I was, I'm I putting was, myself up to be shot down
1: I'm 50-50 to be honest with you I think there's just there's too much noise with what's happening down south for me now. I can, a few weeks ago I'd have been saying mm. 90% yep I'm there I, I, I'm i 50-50 I've still I hang my hat on as I said the process of what we're going to go through And I thought I'd how we'd been primed and prepped But there's so much that there's chat for down south that's got me Slightly concerned That it's not going to be him So So, so if, if there's work going
2: on Behind the scenes And it's not going to be the Who's it going to be? They're trying to buy Callum Davidson tonight. His contract
1: I've heard Jim, Jim Goodwin my pal Enzo Maresca. Oh, Enzo! I
0: forgot about Enzo. I forgot about Enzo. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, though, we're not doing the Roy Keane, oh, Enzo oh. Maresca, Fergie Harkin oh. chat. So oh, oh, Enzo. Save that for another time. Just an interesting stat. Just to get back to the cup stuff. Um, you might have picked this up on Twitter, but this is the first season since the League Cup began in 1947 that Celtic and Rangers have both been eliminated before the semi-finals uh, in both the League and Scottish Cup. Really interesting, eh? That is. No,
1: I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I've seen that one actually.
0: So it just says about both Frank Rotten this season, but they are they're a bit less rotten than us. So they get the league title. A um, couple of other bits and bobs happening. Not a lot of Celtic news around as we know. Um, just latest rumblings were hearing some chat from our old friend Chris Commons in the press today. Disrespectful comments, I think. So obviously talking about the fact that Steven Gerrard has won that one trophy in nine, and there was a headline associated with Chris Commons' article along the lines of. Even Ronnie Dyler won a double Now that was a team that Chris Commons was a part of And, and an effective player He actually really let himself down at that time under Dyler And he continues to let himself down in the eyes of the Celtic fans, doesn't he?
1: Well, absolutely, I thought it was, just, again, pretty, pretty poor But I think that's we talk about Sarah Grapes and we'll talk about the situation where, um counterparts across the across the Clyde, I think that's complete. Sir groups with uh, Chris Commons, absolutely. His um, Celtic career was on the on the way down at that point when Ronnie Ronnie came in, and subsequently Brendan Rodgers obviously wound, completely wound up, but. I think he was one of this again systematic. Uh, he was systematic of the problems at the Celtic at that time in terms of Ronnie. Ronnie obviously came in and seen that fitness was an issue, and Chris Commons was was no athlete. Um, so I think it was Sir Grapes. Uh, apologies, Chris, if you're listening. I'm just being brutally honest. Um, Come on, the show and defend yourself. Yep, absolutely. So no, I thought it was very, very poor for Chris Commons and I th- Ronnie. D- Ronnie Dyler played his part again. I know again probably. Again we've actually got some um, Ronnie Dyler fans in the room at the moment and some so not um, but I, I, I thought he was very very poor in the way he came across What,
0: what do you think's in it for guys like Chris Commons because he's not the only one right so there's other characters like I don't know Charlie Nicholas and stuff that just seem to love thinking about anti-Celtic what is it about ex-players do they have they have been their run about how the club treated them or you know how they felt they were treated It's a
2: mixture of things I think where Nicholas sits down to lobby I think that's personal um, there is a, a personal dislike there, and I think if you're being honest, Peter Lobel's probably pissed a lot of people off over, over the years. But he is quite direct. You would also argue to counteract that—that's the reason why he's been so successful in doing what he's done um, for Celtic. With regards to Commons, this smacks of the, the behaviour of a petulant child. He was involved in Lennon's original team, by all accounts. You know, his his behaviour was was, or his general attitude was difficult to to deal with for, for Lennon. Um, however Collins played with an arrogance you could see that on the pitch he delivered for Celtic over a number of years yep. I think his arrogance then under Dyla really come back to haunt him um, and, and on full show for the fans to see that as well uh, not a lot of respect paid to Dyla not a lot of respect paid to John Collins either and then I think the very telling factor was the way that Collins was managed when Brendan Rodgers came in and he was kept very much at arm's length, you know, he came in, he trained, he went home. I think he went out in the Hibs on loan when they were in the Championship as well. So it was very clear who Rogers regarded as the the ones in the squad to to kind of weed out when he came in and to go on and build a successful team. I think that that right still riles Chris Commons to this day, and he he probably blames the you know the the roots of that for the the Dailer regime for, for his, his fall from grace within Celtic because let's not forget just how important a player he was for Celtic and how good a player he was for Celtic scorer of many important goals yep. in many big big matches um, always raised his game against Rangers as well so he gave the impression of a man that got it which makes his subsequent attitude all the more gone to, to listen to and deal with you know nobody likes seeing ex players put the butt into the club I can handle them being truthful but it doesn't need to be done in a snide way that headline, whilst it may not have been Chris Commons that wrote that headline, he has given that newspaper enough ammunition to post that headline along with his article. And you never know, maybe it's been done without his consent or knowledge. I would like to think that if it was, he would come out and say something in the next few days. But that is completely disrespectful to Ronnie Dyla, who by all accounts was a good guy who was out his depth and tried his best for Celtic. Um... It was an experiment which probably failed in terms of the, the the progression of the team on the park. But, to be honest, to summarise what what has just been a very
1: long-winded statement for me there, is that Chris Commons is bang out of order. I just think, just the way I come in here as well, if you talk about arrogance, right? Arrogance isn't necessarily a bad thing on the park, right? I thought Commons, as you said, fantastic player and, again, really important goals, right? And see that arrogance channel in the right way, right? But it wasn't. He's his arrogance turned into bad attitude, and I think that bad attitude has continued on where it is at the moment. So the petulance continues on here, and it lingers. That's followed him right through his career, and it, I've ultimately actually it finished his career in my opinion, because mm-hmm. as I said, Rodgers sussed them out. He subsequently went to Lennon, to Hibs, and that was that for him. Done. So now he's again he's in a position where he's actually reporting in the media, continued on arrogance, and it just doesn't, doesn't 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 do him any favours. Doesn't do the club any favours. And I just said it. Just it's very poor, very very. It poor. doesn't
0: carry well into a media career. So obviously, you know, you can be strong and confident in what you're saying. So Matthew said, so guys like Chris Sutton absolutely criticise Celtic when when it's feasible, but there's a respectful way to do so. I think Chris Sutton was vociferous
2: in his his uh, kind of feelings about Ronnie Dial as Celtic manager, and was fairly alone. Andy Walker also was was pretty much on on Dial's case. After the first season, I think the second season, he kind of got it, really got it in the neck. It's, it's unfortunate that the ex-professionals choose to kind of sink the boot into their, their former clubs, but you understand why they do it from the point of view of it's sensationalism. That's what the media is. You see it all the time in, in different headlines. You know, if you actually read an article that something that a Celtic or a Rangers or a mother managers actually said and then read the headline that's associated, associated with it, it's very much... Not like that, but I go back to that point. You know, the, the sentiment of, of Common's article has has been along the lines of what the headline has become. Um, but the for the fact the headline's made it out to print is just extremely disrespectful to Ronnie Dyler. Really disrespect.
0: 100%. Just just to clarify as well, I read the article and now whether Chris Common's actually writes these words or someone ghostwrites writes it and puts his name against it, but within the inverted commas are the words even Ronnie Dyler won a double and they've plucked that and made that the headline. So... If Cummins has got a problem Come out and you know say it But he won't I think he'll stand by that And that's who he has become So He's gone He's nothing to do with Celtic And, and nor should he be His time's well and truly up Moving back to Celtic So I asked a question this week uh, On Twitter So basically Would you accept Eddie Howe Or someone of Eddie Howe's calibre Starting on the 1st of June Or do you think it's more important To get someone Anyone Perhaps someone of less quality In the building now What do you feel about that? I, I think it's got to take time
1: Do you know I don't think it's the right time Actually to make that Well sorry I don't think it's the right time to come in. I should re and obviously, re, re- my words there. But um, I think if somebody's been organised they come in, they'll just look at a season over and done to be honest with you. So they can do it for behind the scenes. So it'd be great if Celtic come out and say, make the appointment. They don't come in for me until the 1st of June, officially starting to the
0: 1st of June. Because so you'd be okay if Celtic said, we've announced Eddie Howe Eddie or Howe, summer, I, yep. but he does not start work yeah. until... 1st of June okay look, for, I know that I just discussed a few weeks
1: ago which I've actually said here um, when Sinkie was on here uh, as well absolutely no way for me again it needs to we need to get this car crash this season out of the road first and foremost And Eddie Howe preferably starts on the 1st of June and does the preparation in the background that's my, that's my thoughts on it yeah what'll be a myth see I'm, I'm not like Chris I can't remember what I said
2: 2 weeks ago so I'm, I'm open to being absolutely ridiculed here and contradict myself Sinkie as well um, yeah I think action is required, absolutely. And I'm not just saying this to go against the grain of what Chris is saying. I get Chris's point. You want the separation of the disaster of this season to the new regime, fresh start, blank canvas, etc. But seeing what I have seen this season and the regression of who I regarded as extremely good football players and ceasing of being a cohesive team means to me that the, uh, the the slide has been so alarming that you just need to get somebody in. ASAP... To start, what is a rebuild? ASAP. I don't think messing about. I mean, those these next three games. Who cares if we beat Rangers? Stop them going unbeaten. I great. Events in the past few days have shown that the Rangers team might very well go unbeaten. But I, I don't really have any concerns about about next season. For the point of view that I think if if we make shrewd appointments very quickly and start the rebuild quickly, we, we would be on a par with them come the start of the season. We've got Europe to think about as well. So any any time. Where we don't have an appointment, is time wasted, in my opinion. Now, the right man's the right man. Let's make that clear. So, if there is going to be someone brought in on the 1st of June, you just need to live with that, but tell us so that we know. Up and, uh, you know, this, this kind of guessing game leaks through the media. Well, there's not really been too many, to be fair, but it, it, it leads to this just kind of endless circle of, 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 of spe- speculation. For me, you end all that, make the appointment, get them in, start working. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, it's been such a frustrating time And you know, the longer it goes on The more tense fans become But actually, you know, we're talking about You know, Chris Shurkin to, You know, get this Quote-unquote car crash of a season done and dusted The season is done and dusted Two weeks on Saturday Right, so we've got three games left Rangers on Sunday St Johnson 12th of May Habs 15th of May That's two weeks on Saturday So actually As painful as it's been It's not that long to wait If it were the right call, is it? The other thing I would just raise With the point in terms of Delaying the appointment
2: If your main target as is to be believed, as an out-of-work manager, what's the delay? It's not that like they're in a job, it's not like you've got to pay compensation, uh, you might need a agree backroom team, blah, blah, blah. Get the appointment done, get the business done. We've saw so, so much messing about with Celtic, mm. by all accounts, transfer targets in the summer that were in the building, didn't get signed. It's get the hallmarks of a typical Celtic faff written all over yeah. it. Just do the business for once, go in,
1: name your price, Money in the table, get the deal done. See, that's what I'm thinking about seeing the background m I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that way, right? Let's just, we're talking about Eddie Howe, right? Guys at work. I'm hoping that again that's been done and dusted. Hope, hoping mm. it's been done and dusted. But see the ideal scenario that I refer to? That's happening now in terms of identification. There's somebody who's been identified and there's work that's ongoing with regards to player, player recruitment. We're going obviously ins and outs, the Klamala's and, Again, there's been rumours about, again, a certain young creation um, full uh, centre-half, what we are talking about being in for as well, so I'm hopeful that that's what the, the situation is, but we're not hearing anything, so you, you're, you're just speculating at the moment to say, right, is this going to be the case, but ultimately what you're saying it as well, Tino, two, two, two weeks, we're not on off a long time here, but nine weeks without uh, Lenny Leaving with Lenny Leaving.
0: That, that's round up to a nice 11 weeks yeah. since Lenny. 11, out,
1: 11, 11 right? weeks, so again, we're, we're talking, we're not talking an a long time here, so again, I think even the question where he comes in the building now, or then, becomes a bit relevant now because it needs to happen now, one way or another. It needs to happen now, whether he's going to be coming into the building the first of June or be appointed and coming in to be taking over
0: for the Rangers game in Sunday. It needs to. Something needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking just, Matthew. You talked about the negotiation where the how you know, get it done and dusted, Celtic, and, and let's move on. I was speaking about it to my brother today in a cafe in person at a nice, safe social distance, which is, is oh, nice yeah. to do. And uh, basically, you know, that negotiation, how there's lots of elements of it, which I'm sure are pretty straightforward. Right? How he says, I want this a year, Celtic say, well, we're offering you this and you come to a compromise. And that's quite a quick, you know, uh, negotiation to have. But there's other elements which might, you know, be proven a bit more difficult. One, which I can definitely see could be a, an issue as is this whole director of football thing. It sounded certainly for a time that Fergal Harkin was the man And by all accounts was just about to be announced as Celtics Director of Football And then the Howe chat comes up Now it's very feasible that an Eddie Howe could say I'm okay with the wages I know I'm going to get the money to spend to rebuild the team I know I'm going to be allowed to bring in, you know My number two and all this kind of stuff However, I don't want another guy that I don't know and trust Fergal Harkin or otherwise To be in charge of signing players Because ultimately, if they sign the wrong players I'm setting myself up for failure now Eddie Howe's in a position right now where his stock is pretty strong relatively high well respected down south it's not as strong as it was 18 months ago he's got a relegation now under he's on his CV which he didn't have before so his next job is so pivotal in terms of where his career will go now he could come to Celtic be successful in, the, in, in a Brendan Rodgers style and go and do the Leicester thing and, and compete at the top end of the Premiership again if he comes to Celtic and isn't backed financially and otherwise and, and in terms of the guys around him and he fails What's next for Eddie Howe? Back to the championship Your tails between your leg legs And your reputation in Tars So if everything else is right But Celtic are saying "I," bet you're getting this guy Who's going to sign your players You could understand Why that might be a, a, a You know a lengthier negotiation and a, and a cause for why things haven't progressed Yes But I don't think
2: it would take Or it should take The amount of time it has Surely that's a fairly Easy Conversation for both parties to have You're our target What do you want?
0: Right, how do you want it to look? Great, but you there wonder you if go. that's you know if Eddie House saying discussion done. I <laughs> know easier said than done though, because if Eddie House saying I want Richard Hughes to be the man, or is it David Webb, and they are saying well you're not get- you're not getting those dudes, you're getting everything else, but you're getting Fergal like a lump. you know you know should you you know should you let the tail wag the dog so to speak? So should Eddie House say I'm coming up and here's all my demands and you need to accept them? And we know that Peter Lowell as a difficult man to negotiate with at the best of times, and as his swan song, is he digging his heels in, uh, you know, and not allowing this to go through? And this is all hypothetical, of course, and, you know, we've just got to, because we have a lack of information, we need to speculate. No, and
2: again, I go back to that point, of the amount of weeks that have passed, even the weeks that the speculation's been ongoing, you can't have a bit of stalemate over that, surely. No, I, you, you, I, I... If you're Peter Lowell and that's your legacy, last appointment, you've got to want, want to make sure it's been done, quickly and efficiently. I just can't believe that if that chat has happened, that that it's some sort of impasse at this stage.
1: I don't think that's I don't think that's the case in terms of uh, that's my belief anyway, that it's not gonna linger on in terms of compromises in terms of personnel and stuff. I don't, it doesn't take that it does I agree with you if I, it doesn't take a long I think Gannon's ITK. I, I'm being hopeful more than anything because that you're right, those discussions do not take this long. So it's one or two things for me. Mm-hmm. It's there and it's in place. It's done and dusted, isn't it? Right, it's done and dusted, right? One or two. A certain Mr. Eddie Howe said that I'm just going to just bide my time and wait and see what happens down south. And as one I, for me, my man? Well, as I said, I'm looking at it now. It over the past few weeks, what's happening down south, Spurs come up, he's been mentioned. As you look, I know we kind of take it at the odds. Um, at the moment, can take him for granted. But I might look now With the odds in terms of a Spurs job. So the next one is coming up, they're saying potentially summer It's Crystal Palace. And he's there and thereabouts. As a case, he's hanging fire and to see, waiting to see what he's got first again in terms of that. And see so for me, see if that is the case. Eddie Howe's not the man for me. Cheerio, Mister Howe, because this is Celtic. Again, you can argue in terms of the size of clubs with Spurs. I better watch what I'm saying here. Spurs are obviously one of the super clubs as they uh, they like to put ourselves these days. Don't hold back. Don't get torn on him.
0: Well, I think a lot of us are getting quite uppity about how they, Eddie, how not make us our first choice and run all the way for the south coast to Glasgow to take this job that's not realistic he's no, no, not a Celtic no, no. Fan no. In, in what I'm scenario. saying is if he,
2: if he has any sort of hesitancy where he's trying to hedge his bets then you just need to cast I'm sorry but you just need to cast but is that not just the modern game? I, well possibly but no over the period no, of time that we're now talking bad. you know there has to be a, a commitment period where you say right We've approached you, there's the terms, what do you think? I, I, I loosely agree, but hold on no, I'm got to wait four weeks to see what comes up. Now there could be a scenario here where Rodgers goes to Spurs, and then I think how to Leicester is an absolute perfect, like almost like for like replacement. So that's, that's a danger. So if you're Celtic, surely if he's your man, that's who you've identified, mm-hmm. you've done your due diligence, you've removed yourself for the showers, you've actually looked at CVs, and you've went, right, bang, bang, bang Here's how we want to a point If you went after him And you know there is an inherent danger Of him getting offered a job down south Because of the, the merry-go-round ready to start Get in there, do the business and get him If you don't, move on And make sure that you're getting your, your identified target Because I can see a scenario happening here Where we're all sitting going
0: Eddie Howe's coming, Eddie Howe's coming Eddie Howe's coming, Eddie Howe's no coming <laughs> I can see it as well But listen, I think there's two things at play there First and foremost, if Celtic have made a, a concrete offer to Eddie Howe, that's on us to make that time bound, right? So, Eddie, we'd like to offer you this deal. Here's a package, blah, 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 X years, whatever salary. We need an answer by bang, whatever, next Friday. That's a very loose, loose, say, uh, time period contract, here to know. <laughs> <laughs> we need an answer by whenever, but whenever it is a firm date. So, that's on Celtic to do that. The second side of that coin is. If you were Eddie Howe Would you not wait for the managerial merry-go-round to start Because that could make a huge difference To the, the financial package you're on You know what kind of budget you get to spend next year And where you are So if you take 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 it the Celtic stuff and the emotion out of it You're a, a well-respected manager in the Premiership Or have been operating the Premiership And you know these jobs are coming up Newcastle, Palace, maybe Leicester if Rodgers moves on Would you not sit and wait and see what happens? You stole my thunder a wee bit there right Because you're talking about the modern game right That is part of the modern
1: game But Celtic need to be part of the Celtic are part of that game as well. So you're absolutely right. You need to get in there with your contractual terms, your director of football, scripted, your player budget down there and writing to say, right, this is what you're going to get. We are offering you concrete terms here. You're right. You've got a period of time to come back to us. You don't go say, right, do you know what, Celtic, I'm going to just hang fire and see what happens. No, Celtic need to be ahead of the game and say, right, no, you've got this period of time to come back to us. And then we need to seriously consider looking elsewhere because us as a club, because of the disaster car crash of the season that we've had, we need to be progressing and moving forward. We cannot hang about for, no matter how good the manager is, whether it be Eddie Howe or whether it be Jose Mourinho, Celtic need to make moves here. And that's the reason why, I'm, again, the hope is again, getting back in. As they say, moves must have been made in which the plans and preparations are already in place. That That's, that's my, my thinking on it. So if there is any inclination that it's not going to be a certain Mr Howe, then it's, it's got to be somebody else for me.
0: What are you laughing at, Matt?
2: Just to mention the Marino's name. There's just no way to happen.
1: They want to bring him home? I wouldn't
2: be delighted because of the type of football we'd get, but I would love the absolute nonsense it would bring. I mean, that would just be... Circus back in time. Oh, town. man. Oh, I'd love that. I'd there's love there's that. absolutely no chance. No way. I'd love that, but it's not going to happen. No, nah, no but, chance. but the thing with how just going back to the, the how point, he is able to hedge his bets because we allow him to because Celtic allow them to. So you can hedge your bets if the person you're negotiating with all- allows that. Yeah. Now, Tino, I know for a fact that, you know, you're hot property in, in your industry sector and you get job offers all the time. Hot to drop, me. Right? If someone gives you a deadline, you need to answer within that deadline. Yeah. It's not an open-ended offer. Very few people get open-ended offers in their line of work where it's just sitting for an indefinite period of time. So, you know, you're not talking an insignificant amount of money. You're not talking a relatively low profile job, it, the job means an awful lot to a lot of people. And if for any reason Eddie Howe isn't feeling a connection to that even at this stage,
1: or the Celtic board don't understand that at this stage, then that in itself worries me. I'm just going to come in here as well. See, again, this is me thinking selfishly, right? I'm looking at the clubs that he's been linked to and I think the Celtic job is perfect for him. Absolutely perfect for them in terms of just looking at the Brendan Rodgers' situation before. Can you, you go? to I suppose Poison chalice if you get the opportunity. I think for me because I don't think of that I think they're a club going nowhere, right? And that might be pretty brutal. Back in they, they are again. where Will the Spurs see themselves top four potentially? Yeah. Your, your first job as well is probably going to be selling Hurricane.
0: Yeah. So
1: Spurs Crystal, Crystal Palace what's your, what's your role there?
0: Finishing somewhere Between 11th and 20th Absolutely or 17th Not really Yeah
1: absolutely So where Again I think it's, again, The Celtic the Celtic role Should be appealing Again as I'm saying I don't mean Again you're saying, again, I, I felt maybe Be a wee bit derogatory In terms of comparing Ourselves with Spurs In terms of The nature and the size Of the clubs as well I'm, I'm not Again I know They've got budget Because goes blows us Right of the water But in terms of stature Spurs Profile Is
2: on the basis They're a London club Their achievement Is Next to nothing They've not won A league In in terms of actual achievement They've produced Some brilliant players And some brilliant teams To
0: watch over the years But Their achievement Is zero But to take that away as well You've also got the The potential for a guy Like Eddie Howe And it's a very genuine Attraction to go and Test yourself in Europe There's loads of managers In the Premiership Who Have managed teams That have finished anywhere Between 7th and 20th And will never qualify For Europe and, you know, they've decent careers and enjoyed it, but they've never got a chance to, you know, test themselves against the best teams in the continent. And that's got to be a big attraction. But just to kind of finalise on Eddie Howe and just the negotiation, we may be doing Celtic a disservice. Maybe they have put a time on it. Maybe that time's expired and maybe we're looking at new options. But you've always got to have an option B, C and D. And I'd like to think, you know, Celtic have approached that professionally, whether, whether you know, Peter Lowell leads that negotiation or that, you know, moves on to someone else at this moment in time. But... If Eddie, how's your main target? That's great Go for Broken And always aim for You know, the top target But if that falls down You need to very, very quickly Move on to B, C and D Welcome to Celtic Steve Clark (laughs) Still (laughs) hanging on to that thread Um, Moving back To to matters on the park So as you touched on Myth, you know Only three games to go First of which is on Sunday And Again, you know It's a chance to To put a dent in Rangers season By Ending their I'm going to say Invincible season Are you buying that Invincible chat?
2: The Convincibles nonsense, Nonsense Um, well, Invincibles, are you go the season unbeaten But in the league, they may have went unbeaten But Until comparing, Sunday. you're comparing them with Invincibles As in a team that went the full domestic season unbeaten mm-hmm. And i a treble So for me, no And that's not just somewhere it keeps by It's just a, it's a fact What I would say is On the park, I think Sunday's game will go Celtic will dominate the game, miss chances And Rangers will score for a set p- Grass, what do you think it will
0: look like? <sighs> <laughs>
1: Very much the same again. Like the story of season like, um, Dominate the play Silly goal No doubt um,
0: No taking their chances Probably conceded from a set piece Yeah um, I mean given that we've seen you know Very few changes uh, Against Aberdeen Was it just Beaton in for iron? In fact was the only change Given the fact that we've seen So few changes anyway What do you expect that that lineup to look like Against Rangers Without getting any too much detail But any surprises Would they, would they pop Dembele in there Would they put Griff and Eddie up top Sorrow instead of Brown I do. I do question whether
2: John Kennedy's been watching Celtic games this season. The fact they put Beaton the centre half would suggest he's actually been looking the other way. I, I mean, I, I was literally like, "Wow, what are you doing?" And and then did you see the, ta- the for the first goal, the attempted tackle that Beaton made? Couldn't he tackle? a fish up. being been that like, he, he's went in to try and put the boys on the deck. He's he said the force the momentum. The boys still managed to prod the ball away from it. Just. The, he's not a centre half and you keep playing him at centre half and we keep on conceding weak goals and he's playing at centre half it's almost like him not being a centre half means
1: that we concede goals. It's something someone we've spoke about before. It's a failed experiment. I don't know why we're going back to that. I really don't. I really don't get that. And I'm, it's my worry as well. Actually, see so when I seen the lineup was that you taking, again the the situation with Ayer potentially this summer. And you're seeing again Champions League qualifiers. Right, hold on, we may actually need to throw him back in there again. And it's that's baffling. That's again that's, we, we need. To I know. I know. We we cannot.
0: And again, it's a failed experiment that but way. But if you're talking about experiments, should we ever experiment in a game at Ibrox? You know, given you know. Uh, you know, it's it's never meaningless. You know, to to coin that phrase. Well, the the, the game, new year, that was exactly who we went with. We went with, with Beaton
2: because Duffy was deemed incapable. That that's what cost us. Now, Beaton had had a great game up to the point where he, he, he get too tight to Morelos and get sent off, which again in itself was contentious. But that it, it's playing a midfielder in defence that leads to that type of slip because Beaton made a challenge on Morelos, who would get away with in the centre of the park. But you can't when you're really last man. I can still debatable well, <laughs> Probably <laughs> Probably Wasn't there sending off Really But uh, anyway So I, I, I don't know what else you do though Based on the You know The
0: available Playing squad It's, it's, a, it's a really difficult one What when John Kennedy's thinking Will he be thinking For next year Will they have been told to just You know Play as strong as you can It's like How do you approach it <laughs> Well You look at Kenny Kenny probably shouldn't be playing on the basis that yeah. he's
2: he's just he just dropped it. he started off reasonably well but he's just dropped and dropped and dropped in terms of his, his level of performance. Welsh has won the the competition of being the most consistent partner. Ayer, but it's not much of a competition to win. I was going to come up with an, an on PC Fraser team Aye, one that you didn't like, yourself. one that you didn't like. So we'll keep my mouth shut. Ayer um, has been one of our better players this season, but again that's not saying much. And you know, you look at the, the left back position. Who would have thought that that Greg Taylor would have ended the season as number one left back? And and you know, Sunday is going to be a big game for him playing at Ibrox. So you would you would probably start him on that basis. So the the makeup of that defence is worrying, <laughs> and and that's your that's your platform before before you go on into this game. So when you when you're trying to be positive, why is there any evidence to suggest that this Celtic team based on achievements so far? Are going to go on And you know Are they going to turn That performance Into a victory And I just don't feel The defence is robust
0: enough To stand up to Rangers For 90 minutes and not concede a goal Yeah If you think the defence is worrying Throw Barkas in behind them and yeah. That'll really worry But it's funny because You can see Even just from Rangers game against St Johnson there How much The mental side Comes into football So now we've got This strange game Where everyone's season's over now In terms of Celtic and Rangers Nothing else to be won and lost The well, Rangers will looking to kind of go through the season unbeaten in terms of the league stuff Celtic have got zero pressure on them and you just wonder, you know, see if they just go in there almost caring a bit less, you know, they've got themselves so uptight at times this season and so nervous and the moment they've conceded goals they've gone to pieces, I wonder if just now that that's all gone, Celtic could actually go out and kind of, you know, one final flag against Rangers this season and actually do something
1: I don't think it has to, know, I don't think can have got that kind of a that even come into the thought it should, it should, right, but that my concern is come Sunday is that Again, we're well, discussing team lineup. I think he'll go with the strongest team that he's got, right? And I know that's been, again, it's a focus of debate online recently. Say that I again. think he will too, by the way.
0: I'm um, just asking those
1: questions. Can, you're talking about again, certain players, and I, I again, I can, I'm not going to be controversial by actually naming certain players. Oddson Edward, Ryan Christie, John Joe Kenny. Just off the top of my head, Scott Brown can maybe throw an ab. I thought Scott Brown played actually not too, not too bad up until that point a few weeks ago, but. What my, what my point is Is that I still think John Kennedy's in the psyche They say city. Hey, I need to get my strongest team out there In order actually to win games And I don't really I, can, I think there needs to be a bit of a, I don't necessarily think That's the right thing to do Because these players Are not delivering For me Although John Edward is the best striker at your club Not delivering Not, being deli- not deli- really necessarily Been delivering all season yeah. for us um, and, and so many of them Just won't be here next season yep, It's just the facts of the yep, Absolutely And that's the reason I'm thinking not to say that we throw Canham kind or of, we'll in there, but again, it's, there's got to be somebody playing Soro potentially. Um, these these players are going to be pl- probably play a part next
0: year. Yeah. Um, can Daniell play right back instead of Kenny? Uh, going to be performances. Yeah. <laughs> throw throw I just the wonder, boy in there. A, a more genuine question though: Should we be going for Soro instead of Brown? You know, you you'll play Brown through Celtic have come unstuck for nostalgic reasons this season, given Lenny's treble and all this kind of stuff. Should we be looking to the future and saying, you know, this would potentially be Scott Brown's uh, last game at Ibrox for Celtic, or should we just say, right, let's go, go Sorro, give him the, you know, the taste of Ibrox because he'll be the one doing it next year potentially. Should that be the move? See whoever's delivering it. See who's put Lennox down, See whoever the best
1: again. The best performances or performer, sorry, needs to be them. See if it's no Scott Brown and Sorro's getting giving it again 110 and he's performing at training. This is what again as we are manager. Earns his,
0: earns his crust here. A meritocracy, so yeah, you've well, got
1: basically you've he, got to earn it. You can't he for nostalgic you can't he like that, by the way. Um but you can he you can be for nostalgic reasons. This is this is just too I know we're not playing for anything, but we have talk to all about Celtic here. It needs to be for the progression of the club itself. And I just don't see I'm again controversial. See Hudson Edward for me, as I said, that I've I've had my Hudson Edward after what I happened to Ibrooks the other week. Honestly, I have honestly I am Ryan Christie, I'll throw Ryan Christie in there as well. Why not give Lee Griffiths? I'll go even as far to say i yeti a chance at it. Don't you laugh, Miff?
0: Um What would you do, Miff, with Sunday's lineup? Is there anyone that you would throw in the mix? You know, Sorrow I've mentioned there. Would you put Griffin instead of Eddie or alongside Eddie? Anything like that? I think when it comes to Edward, there's a lack of viable alternatives. Yep, I think that. that's
2: why Edward keeps getting played. Yep. If Kennedy is serious about what he said about Griffiths in his post-match comments, where finally, with three games to go, he's got himself fit, then I think, I, think, I think you may you may see Griffith start on that basis, just yep. because Eddie's, Eddie has lost form, even though he's still scored goals, he's lost form from his overall contribution. In terms of the midfield, Soros, no got any better on the bench, and Scott Brown is leaving. Now, it really just depends on where John Kennedy sits. What would I do personally? I'd play Soros.
0: And because Brown said
2: Brown, his chances against Rangers this year, although... And, and saying that, I thought, thought Brown actually did play well at Ibrox. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe being a bit harsh, but it, ultimately he's not going to be a player next year. Um, it's not like there's going to be a house full of um, Ibrox to, to say cheerio to or, or at Celtic Park to say cheerio him. So, And I hope that day does come, but he does come back and he does get that because it, it would be fully deserved. But... I would probably play Yeah, I think I think you just need to freshen up you know we've already been there with the tried and tested and they've, they've not produced the goods this season yeah. so at least try and change it up our performances against Rangers the, the, the first uh, game at Celtic Park aside our performances against Rangers this season have actually merited a victory in at least one of the games if not maybe all of them but it's the mental fragility of the side and the culmination of just this disaster of a season that have meant that we've just not been able to get it over the line now, do you give those players that one last chance to redeem themselves or do you go with the freshness and leave it to those that you kind of know are going to be around the squad next season? I would go for option B.
0: And, it, and if you do give them a chance to redeem yourself, again, that's you letting emotion play its part and it shouldn't be the case. As you, you say, Chris, you've got to play the guys on merit. If you're up there at Lennox Town performing and, and showing your worth and John Kennedy still overlooks you because... Your name's Ishmael Sorrow Not Scott Brown That's not right For example So uh, Kennedy's in a tricky position Because ultimately He wants to look out For his own Win-loss record Because in all likelihood He will be moving on From the club And he wants to look back And say Well I took the team For however many games And I won 70% of them Or whatever it might be And I know that's flimsy But this is his Only games So far As a manager in his own right So he wants to protect that He doesn't care about You know Giving youngsters a chance And looking towards next season Because he probably won't be here (sighs) Uh, 70% oh,
2: 70% win record yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't
2: know the <laughs> no, no, he's,
0: no he's no Frank Conner So he can, he can forget about it uh, But yeah Tricky one So we'll see what Sunday brings A couple of other Small bits in Um We were talking about it Briefly last week He was still in negotiations But Patrick klamala As you mentioned Earlier on the show He's now uh, confirmed Off to New York Red Bulls Sent a very Genuine post I think You know Thanking the fans For the support And all that kind of stuff But ultimately just not good enough for Celtic, no, was he? No, wasn't he meant to be. He didn't have skin for me. Didn't have the ability to be
1: Celtic, Celtic striker. Um, plenty of opportunities. came scheme given credit for his goals in Johnson. But nah, no for me. He wasn't. Again, he wasn't a Celtic. He was never a Celtic striker. And again, it might be waking back to Hornmate at some time, some point in the future. But nah, no for me. I mean, I me. mean if, we,
0: if we get New York Red Bulls in the European qualifiers, maybe we're in trouble. <laughs> that, that'll come back to bite us big time. I also asked the question on Twitter: How? We somehow seem to have managed to get a profit on what we paid for uh, Patrick Clamalla three point five millions. million's the, the word doing the rounds. Who is the wizard behind the scenes that is negotiating that? Because he came, he failed, he left for a profit. How does that even happen? I'd just like to say goodbye to Polish Paddy. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated his endeavour.
2: A man after your own heart. Well, work hard, get your rewards. But he didn't. <laughs> he. <laughs> no, I, I mean, or not. I, who, who knows? Any, any video you've seen him, ...online on YouTube for each time... ...before he came to Celtic... ...he was running into space... ...and that space that you don't really get afforded... ...in, in Scotland when you're playing for Celtic... ...against teams that are generally you know, sitting a bit deeper... ...and I just don't think the way that we played... ...suited his game... ...or that his game was necessarily good enough... ...to play for Celtic... ...but that's, you know... ...he was, he was purchased by Celtic... ...and then you could argue not given... ...the required run of games to make an informed decision but the fact that we've recouped the money for him is, is an excellent would, piece of yeah. business I to be quite, quite honest A ridiculous <laughs> piece of business.
0: But yeah, all effort, all heart, but ultimately not the right player for Celtic. Just, I, I particularly enjoyed the skinhead period. Aye, and then seems to be able to grow a full head of hair back in in a yep, fortnight, I'll, which is... I'll look back on that with great fun. Okay, boy. <laughs> Impressive. Uh, just as we're finishing off as well, I'd like to mention a, a famous Celtic record goal scorer born on this day, 26th of April in 1904. Do you know who I'm talking about? McGrory. James Edward McGrory So record goal scorer 550 goals Top goal scorer In British football I think that's between Club and international level Including 55 hat tricks A real 55 myth. There's something uh, And a big percentage Of those goals I believe Were scored by headers earning on the nickname The Human Torpedo Do you know what height he was? 5 foot 10 5 foot 6 Well Some stuff Smaller than Stephen Welsh But a real Celtic Genuine hero Jimmy McGrory So born on this day Knocked back a blank check To sign for Arsenal Yeah Yep. not a not a money grabber like these modern day European uh, super leagues. Chris, any final thoughts as we look to finish things off? Hopefully, there's going to be some form of communication for Celtic sooner rather than later. If not, we'll just make some up. How about yourself, Muff? get gets
2: Scott being up for the Corners that weekend.
0: <laughs> is he uh, is he as effective as the the big in for yesterday? Same height as Jimmy McGrory Five foot six Copying Okay So as the silence From Celtic Park Continues to get louder By the day We can only hope That big moves Are underway Behind the scenes To get the right people In place for next season As each day passes by Without a new management Team in place The job for next season Just gets that wee bit Trickier And we can only hope That Callum Davidson's Demands aren't too high As we look to get a deal Over the line Thanks to Miff and Chris for joining me today in the Celtic Exchange. And if you're enjoying the show, please continue to support us by following and leaving a review on Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find us on Twitter at Celtic Exchange and on Instagram at the Celtic Exchange Podcast. Thanks as always for listening and we'll see you again next week. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.